This is a fresh agenda. Conversations to connect your productivity and creativity and generate your deepest work. Here is your host, Christina Mendonza. This is a fresh agenda where we chat with innovators, entrepreneurs, and thought leaders. I'm Christina Mendonca. Glad to have you here in this tiny part of the podcast universe. If you like what you hear on this podcast, please check out my other episodes. Subscribe, share, rate if you have the time. I'd be so appreciative. Today is episode 101, and we're going to do something a little bit different. I want to tell you about a project I've been working on with another independent journalist and brand entrepreneur. It is a one-hour television special that will premiere in Northern California, but we are working with a distributor to take it nationwide. And I'm talking to a foreign distributor to perhaps take it to at least another country. Now, the television special is called COVID Lost and Learned, and it's a look at the pandemic through the eyes of everyday people. So religious leaders working at church, churches and synagogues and mosques, law enforcement, small business owners, entertainers, high school seniors, therapists, medical staff on the front lines. It is a timeline, but also a look forward at how people are rebuilding their lives after this global interruption and in some cases, devastation. The COVID pandemic has affected all of us. Everything has changed. Work, school, entertainment, even the social fabric that binds us. There's a lot of chatter about what the road forward is. We'll travel across the nation and around the world to see how people are surviving, recovering, and planning for a brighter future. We'll discover what's been lost and what's been learned in the age of COVID. Now, we have 10 global contributors who also joined us on this television special to offer perspective from different areas of the world. It is a full hour. And today, I want to play a few excerpts for you and bring on my co-collaborator, Will Frampton. He founded McLeod Media of Boston, and he and I have talked at least once a week for several years since both of us started our businesses. But with this project, we talk daily. Now, before we chat with Will, here's a portion of the opening to COVID Lost and Learned featuring our colleague, Robert Ray. Now, Robert starts the program out pre-pandemic when the virus was more rumor than reality and the nation was focused on tornadoes devastating the South. You'll hear a portion of Robert Ray's report followed by some conversation with my co-producer, Will Frampton. Rumblings of a virus were also swirling on these devastated streets. But no one here really cared. Humans can only take so much at one time. In the months ahead, I found myself reporting from small towns, cities, and farms, driving over 70,000 miles across 39 states, roaming through near-deserted airports, and staying in hotels where, some nights, I was the only guest. From mountains to deserts to oceans, empty streets everywhere. Uncertainty plaguing communities and personal thoughts. Fear was 360. I was really excited to see that first piece from from Robert Ray and uh, the, the video that he was able to get. I remember as he was traveling around the country, you and I talking to each other saying, I can't believe he's out there doing this in all of these different places. Yeah, the idea of anybody at at the time, March and April, especially of 2020, the idea of anybody going on a road trip and heading around the country and chronicling things as as Robert Ray did seemed 
almost impossible. Like how can knowing what we knew at the time or what we thought we knew, it, it, it was almost terrifying to think about it. Uh, but he stayed out there and went to 39 states, I believe it was. Um, and it was like we were seeing it. I remember, I remember talking to him late at night, and he would be somewhere in Texas or Arizona or Vegas or wherever he was. And I felt like I was seeing this all play out through his eyes. And I knew that we had to get a synopsis, a recap, you know, through his point of view, because he really saw it in a way that so few other people did. Many of you know this. In addition to my work on KFBK, on the KPK Morning Show, I own a company called Mendonca Media. Uh, we are an agency that produces content, both independent journalism and branded content for businesses. Uh, my co-producer on COVID Lost and Learn, Will, owns McLeod Media, the same type of agency. So when the pandemic hit, most of our production jobs dried up for a while. But we both have this long journalism background and creative energy. And with those instincts to jump in and tell stories, we started a series of short digital broadcasts telling stories from our areas of the country. We brought in friends from around the world, and these 10-minute digital programs became a half hour. We did a few of them in March, April, and May of 2020. We called them Frontline Perspectives, and they did pretty well. But at the end of 2020, we decided to expand the concept, and that's when we started working on COVID Lost and Learned. Uh, You know, I really appreciated in working on this with you the optimistic thread that kind of runs through it. I mean, yes, we do chronicle, you know, some of the hard lessons that were learned throughout this, but through the global contributors and through, I mean, really a nationwide look, I mean, we're going from Northern California all the way across the country. There is this thread of humanity and optimism that I think makes this hour very special. It's like one of my friends, one of our contributors, uh, my friend Carrie in Paris quoted Winston Churchill saying, if you're going through hell, you just keep going. <laughs> that, mm-hmm. I hadn't heard that in a while. Uh, if, I'm not sure if I've ever heard, ever heard that quote. But that quote, to me, really sums it up. That's a bit of a harsh, hard edge way of saying it, of being optimistic. But it's true. And I felt like, yeah, we have no choice but to try and get through this. And so what, what can we take away and how can we look on this with an air of optimism? Because here we are and we're still here and we're moving on and we will learn from this and we will grow from this. And furthermore, we were so inundated with just awful news. I know there was a lot of it. There was a lot of bad news happening in spring of 2020. But I just felt like it couldn't be all bad. There has to be some good out there. Mm-hmm. And I was determined to find those stories of, of goodness and of um, the good news. Um, those, those stories had to be told. And I, and I believe that they're still happening and we have to keep telling them, which Yes, that was a thread, certainly, of this film. And I hope that comes across. We spent a good deal of time talking to law enforcement around the country, which saw big changes. They had the dueling challenges of the pandemic and a social justice movement and activists demanding law enforcement changes after the George Floyd killing. Will got an exclusive interview with the police chief of Louisville, Kentucky, the home of the Breonna Taylor case, and talked with a nationwide law enforcement consultant working to help agencies big and small with new challenges caused by COVID and this demand for reform. Shields accepted the Louisville job in early 2021, and she discovered damage and unrest from the Taylor case lingers. It was a really solid gut punch, and it really brought the city to its knees. 
Add to that COVID restrictions, making it that much harder to build relationships with community leaders. The traditional platforms that I would leverage to meet many people just aren't, they're not meeting, whether it's church groups, community groups, you name it. And you can do it virtually, but it's, it's not the same. This pandemic has changed a lot in terms of how we engage in our society. Dr. Cedric L. Alexander has a lifetime of perspective on law enforcement, from a street cop to a big city police chief, from the local level to collaboration with President Obama's White House. What was one of your favorite pieces to do? I mean, we all, I mean, you know, when people ask me about what my favorite piece is in a certain segment or a certain uh, show, it's hard. It's like picking between children because you love them all, right? Uh, But what piece did you feel like really impacted you or or helped you see things differently? Well, as many of most, all my friends, as all my friends know, I I grew up in a family of musicians. Uh, My father is a concert piano player, my brother runs a studio. He tours with bands. My mother was a singer and music is very near and dear to my heart. Um, that piece on musicians and entertainers that, uh, I, I chronicled music, uh, musicians, both in Boston and, and in Atlanta, that to me was, was the most personal one. For 80s tribute band, Electric Avenue, this once a week time together in a studio on Atlanta's Northeast side has come to represent some of the only flashes of normalcy they've known during COVID as an ensemble and as people trying desperately to hold on to their livelihoods. I've spent most of the last 25, 27 years touring as a musician. It's the only job I've ever had. On that March night, when the country shut down and life came to a halt, their concert schedule was all but wiped out. Determined to adapt to and survive the earthquake of COVID, band leader Kevin Spencer channeled his panic into action. So I couldn't sleep, and I stayed up all night long learning about upload, download, streaming, everything I could on the technological side about it. Got up the next morning, and we purchased a bunch of equipment so we could actually start live streaming immediately. For a while, it worked. Thousands of people from across the country and the world tuned into the first few virtual shows. I sincerely know that you guys need to have some distraction. You need to have some fun. Because of copyright law, we're not able to share their performances of classic 1980s songs. But when they played, donations poured in and helped sustain band members for a few weeks. And it was great and it felt celebratory but it was also terrifying honestly we love what we do but this is our job as lockdown dragged on it became clear that a virtual only concert schedule was not sustainable i'm not going to try and sugarcoat it it's the worst experience i've gone through as a human a thousand miles to the north in boston the feeling is mutual pervasive mood is that this was the most horrible thing probably that could happen to a lot of people career-wise. Lee Moretti and her band The Furies spent much of lockdown working on their new album, a way to stay busy and build for the future. But for so many of their industry colleagues, the mental anguish has only grown with each canceled show. I've heard some people be like, well, I haven't played a gig in a year. Am I even a musician? Like, do I even have a future in this business? I know you said this story was particularly personal to you because not only were you chronicling the difficulties of these bands, but also your family. 
my my brother and my dad both lost gigs and they lost them for a long time. And my father, just as we're talking here in June, he just had his first show a few days ago in North Carolina since before the pandemic. It took that long for him mm. to get back on a stage in front of people. My brother, you know, he had a few shows last year, a few outdoor shows. But all, all of his major stuff, he had big tours lined up. It all canceled. And I just wondered, how did these people, these musicians and artists, it's such a part of their being, what they do, how, how did they get through this? I mean, it, you're, it's like your whole identity is being stripped away from you. It's like one of the musicians said in the interview, you know, she's hearing from all of her friends, well, I haven't played a gig in over a year. Am I even still a musician anymore? That, that, that to me was just was kind of tragic. Um, and so thankful to see that outdoor festivals and concerts are returning now. But make no mistake, the music industry uh, suffered mightily during this time. And I, that story had to be told. Right. And one thing I did want to mention when it comes to the music, all of the music that you hear during COVID Lost and Learned was composed by Will's father and brother. So Will's father is a concert pianist. And uh, he listened to the show and wrote a score specifically for this program. And then Will's brother, who is a stu- is an artist as well, a musician as well, and owns a studio, uh, took that music into his studio, added to it, and created some of the beautiful bump music and introduction music that you hear throughout the hour. I think the story that resonated most with me was the class of 2021. These high school seniors were juniors when the pandemic started. They saw a prom and a graduation ripped from the class ahead of them. And many thought, okay, you know, 15 days to flatten the curve. That's going to mean things will be back to normal by the time summer's over and my senior year starts. Not only did that not happen for most of them, there was so much uncertainty in that crucial last year of high school that's filled with not only these touchstones and memories that all of us have and they won't have, but they were also trying to figure out what do I do about the next year of my life and the next year? What happens to college? What happens to that scholarship that I was being scouted for? In many cases, the whole trajectory of their lives changed. And all of it is happening without the comfort of the friendships and the relationships that are just so important at this age. There was a huge, like, mental effect that the whole quarantine had on them. And nothing's really clear for us. And I think that's just been the summary of the entire year. For Catherine Poon, choir and costume design with her high school theater company, her passions vanished as one event after another was canceled. And Toby Burroughs, who dreams of a career in music, is haunted by that surreal day in March 2020. So we packed up everything mid-rehearsal and then proceeded to leave. So I was still kind of in shock. It would be his last in-person rehearsal. While the class of 2020 lost their last two months and graduation, the class of 2021 lost their entire senior year. Students say they feel forgotten. But I tried to go in with lower expectations because I didn't want to be let down. And of course, we've gotten nothing. With each loss came the loneliness and depression so many of us felt. But to feel it at 16 or 17. Because everyone's always like, just reach out to somebody, say something. But it's hard when, like, you know the situation can't change. 
There are just so many stories that we tell throughout this hour, and we're so happy to have 10 global contributors from around the world who give us perspective from their home countries as well. Kia ora from New Zealand. I'm Palace Hupe Cotter. I'm talking to you on the porch of my home in central Otago. And I'm here in London, England. I think people are now a lot more hopeful. Hello, everyone. I'm Carrie Halfordy Hardy. I live here in Paris, France. Afghanistan, parts of Africa, Singapore, Japan, many other global contributors have added to this special and really added to our sense of gratitude. We are so fortunate to have a sponsor. UC Davis Health stepped up. They sponsored this program And we are so honored to have them. But at the very beginning, as we were conceptualizing and putting this together, that was before we had sponsorship. And many of our colleagues jumped in to help anyway. No questions asked. It's just amazing. What I'm taking away from creators and um, the creative minds who had to get through this time really did some amazing work while in lockdown and while all their shows or appearances were canceled. A lot of people created a lot of things. That's what we did, if you think about it. And I am amazed and and humbled at how many people latched onto this with us um, around the world and did not ask for anything. They just wanted to be a part of it. And we would not be sitting here talking about this had people not given so much of themselves to bring a film like this to life, just on faith, you know, believing in the story being told. Think about how many people, Christina, we called in favors from to work with yeah. us. And they, they said, sure, we got you. We, we got this all over the world. You're right. Both hemispheres. So it's so yeah. true. And I have, I also feel like this tremendous sense of gratitude as well as pride about this film. Likewise. Yeah. I think, I think we did something that we can, that, uh, that people, I think we did something that people can hopefully feel something. COVID lost and learned premieres on PBS KVIE in the Sacramento region on June 30th at 10 PM. There will be several other airings in this market with a national rollout later this summer. I want to thank my co-producer, Will Frampton, for being with me here on A Fresh Agenda to talk more about COVID Lost and Learned. It has been a passion for us. It's something we've talked about pretty much every day for the last six months. And there's just such a great deal of satisfaction to finally see it roll out. So I want to thank him for talking about it with me again here. Um, We have an easy to remember website where you can keep up with when and where COVID Lost and Learned will air in your market. Uh, The website is covidll.com. That's for COVID Lost and Learned, covidll.com. You can also learn more about the production on that website, see everyone involved, and keep up with other air dates around the country. Our thanks again to UC Davis Health for their willingness to sponsor this program. We are so proud to have their support. And I want to thank you for being here for this edition of Fresh Agenda. If you like what you hear, the best way is to let me know with a review on iTunes or SoundCloud or iHeartMedia. Just Google a Fresh Agenda. You'll find a spot to leave some thoughts. And you can visit my website, MendonsaMedia.com. I'm Christina Mendonca. Thanks so much for being here. Let's stay connected. This is a Fresh Agenda. Bringing your productivity and creativity together to generate your deepest work.